Hi everyone, this is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. And a quick update on Nail Clipper Gate. It is lost. It is not It is not in my apartment anymore. I don't know who came in here and stole it, but somebody must have. So I went to my neighborhood grocery store and I said, you know what? As foolish as this is, I'm just going to go ahead and buy a new uh, nail clipper. Guess what, folks? They're out of nail clippers. Is this a sign? Is A messing with me? I don't know. So that's the latest there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's just dive into uh, this episode. Kind of a weird one, i got to be honest with you. Uh, but a few notable things to, uh, to address, so let's just get into it, right? Let, let's get into stolen kisses. That's what it's called. Chris watches pretty little liars. Chris watches pretty little liars. Chris watches pretty little liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... Here we are, everyone. Season 3, Episode 8, Stolen Kisses. Stolen Kisses. At least two I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe three. Uh, but we'll get to that, of course. And again, known previously on. So I don't, again, I don't know if this is an HBO Max thing. I'm adjusting my mic. I don't know if this is an HBO Max thing or or the show didn't do it, right? Or if it's a two-parter, but no previously on. We just hop right in. We're at the password screen for Maya's, quote, Maya's uh, website. We don't know if it's actually hers or not, but... They are failing terribly. So they're trying to figure out like what might be on the side, etc. Uh, Emily says to the, to the liars, hey, me and Nate are going to go on a hiking date. Well, I use the word date. I'm sure Emily does not say that word in the show. Uh, but I think Nate, I don't know, Nate, what are you doing? But anyway, uh, they're going to go out and they're like, hey, you going to tell Nate about this? She's like, heck no. So we're not going to tell Nate about this. And the decision is made. We've got to find a way to break in. And so Emily tries a password. I've already said that, but she does it right here. She attempts to put something in. We don't see what it is, but she does try to put in a password. And unfortunately, her guess is wrong. We roll right into the credits. We start with Aria and Byron at home. Byron's like, hey, you coming home for dinner? I got to pick up Mike and we're going to do something and make the salad, etc." It's a little tense. And then Byron just finally says it. He goes, hey, BT dubs, Meredith got the job at Rosewood. How you feel about that? Aria makes a not happy face. And she's like, Who you, who's going to tell mom? And Byron's like, I'm going to tell Ella that my ex-wife-ish and my new GF are working at the same high school. So that is awkward, to say the least. Why Byron thought this was a good idea, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Meredith is her own person, but come on. Anyway, Emily and Nate are on their uh, hiking adventure. They reach the boathouse. I guess there's a boathouse that they would go to, uh, Maya and Emily. Really nice. Huge place. Uh, yeah. I keep forgetting that this is a very rich uh, suburb because I was like, wow, this is really freaking nice. Anyway, uh, there's a joke made that earth, wind, and what did they say? Earth, fire, and water. Maya liked the elements. So that, I don't know why I wrote that down. It just kind of stuck out to me for some reason. Anyway, Nate's like, hey, hey uh, Jenna stood me up. Um, I didn't call her. Then I was waiting for her to call me. And then I called her. And she said something something came up and she can't see me anymore. And then was like, well, you know, Cece took care of that, right? And then Nate says something. He goes, I didn't I didn't understand how one could kill somebody else. But he's like, I could kill Garrett. So this happens this, this happens more than once this episode where someone's like, I could kill somebody, which is, you know, I know the show is being all cutesy about it. Like, oh, maybe Nate is, could do it. And he's like, I don't want to be scared of me, Emily. Ha ha ha. Cut to Aria. So as Aria walks into Ezra's apartment singing some little ditty. And uh, standing there is an older woman, and we quickly find out this is Ezra's mother, Diane Fitzgerald. So here's a big secret revealed. Uh, not a big secret, but Ezra Fitz is not his real name. His real name is Ezra 
Fitzgerald. And he dropped the Gerald part for reasons that we kind of know this episode, but I don't know how true it is. Anyway, there's some event tomorrow night at the Osgood. Uh, Diane is going to be there, Ezra's mom, and she kind of sort of invites Arya, I guess, or Arya invites herself. Anyway, they're going to be going tomorrow to this event. Ezra doesn't seem like he wants to go, but um, looks like they're all going to go. And then Ezra's mom leaves. And then we revisit the issue, one of the many issues on this show, where Arya's like, what does she know about us? And he says, I told her that we started dating after I left Rosewood High School. And uh, Arya's like, ha, 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 you lied to your mom. And I put it in all the camps in my notes. It's still not okay. The show is trying to tell its viewers, hey, the issue here is that Ezra was a teacher and Ari was a student, <sighs> and he is twenty. He, she is fifteen, sixteen, and he's twenty-two. That that seems to be glossed over by the show, and and I guess this is their way to. I don't know. I guess this is their way to say, we recognize this is wrong, but we kind of already did it, so um, we can't just stop it now. So we're just going to say the issue is that he was her teacher. We'll get to mom in a moment. Uh, a, a first for me, not a first for me, but a big, a, a weird moment for me as a viewer later on. We'll get to there. Uh, cut to Hannah and Spencer trying to hack the website. Oh, very unsuccessful. And I thought in my head, I go, I know somebody that can help them. And sure enough, as they're trying and trying and trying, Spencer finally says, you know who could help? Begins with a C, ends in an Aleb. And apparently he's back in town from California after uh, mom and her accident. Reluctantly, it sounds like uh, Spencer is going to at least talk to Caleb and say, hey, can you help? At least the idea here, at least from what I interpreted from this scene, is that they're going to try to say as little as possible. Well, Spencer was going to like, hey, how do you hack passwords? And then just kind of go from there. Hannah gets a text from Ren with three N's saying, we need to talk. And then uh, Hannah runs upstairs. I think, I don't know if it's before or after this. I think it's, I think it's after Toby... Bum rushes the front door. Again, no one locks their doors in Rosewood, so no one should be surprised as if people are sneaking around your house. Toby bursts in and says, where is he? He's like um, Christian Bale, Batman. Where is he? Where's Jason? And they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? What do you need to talk to Jason? And apparently, which actually even I forgot as a viewer, I literally just watched the previous episode because we did kind of gloss over the whole accident the situation with Spencer, which I think actually is pretty significant. But Toby reminds us of this plot point. He's like, Jason's gone. His house is empty. His car is gone. Everything's locked up. He fled town. He's crossing the state line to get his car fixed. He's, he's going to get away with this. And he's like, Spencer, you lied for him. And then I lied for you. WTF. So Hannah runs away. And Spencer's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. and Toby does kind of a Caleb ultimatum, which I thought was interesting that they're paralleling uh, our two most stable relationships. He doesn't say A. He doesn't say, you know, he doesn't go into specifics. But he is saying to Spencer, you got to tell me what the hell is going on here. Or I, you know, or blank, blank, blank. Like, you know, he is, he needs to be included because he's doing these things and he doesn't know why. And I think that's actually probably pretty fair. I understand the liars not wanting to involve their significant others in this A shit, but they're kind of already in it. Toby and Caleb are kind of already in the middle of it. So, and he's saying, bring me in or, you know, this isn't going to work. Uh, he runs away. Got to Emily. Uh, Emily's going to Paige's house to, I guess, apologize because we're still dealing with the flask situation. And Paige is all weird. Paige hasn't, hasn't gone to school. And Emily's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I never do this to you. She says this a few times in this episode. And Paige is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, we can talk at some other time. I can't talk now. So Emily runs away. Cuts to Ren with three ends and Hannah at the brew. 
at the brew. And surprise, surprise, Ren is coming to her uh, regarding Mona. And the situation is they want to move Mona to a place in Saratoga, New York, because they think that they might she might have better care there. And Ren with three ends is trying to keep Mona here. And he says, I have failed so far. Or no, he doesn't say this yet. But he's like, I don't know what to do. Hannah's like, we'll talk to them. He's like, I'm going to try. And so the plan is, uh, Ren with three ends is going to tell the board, keep Mona here in Rosewood. And we're going to get to this a little bit later. I want to discuss this this situation in depth. Uh, but that, that conversation ends. Caleb enters. Caleb's back in town, booked for this episode. He gets some coffee to go. It looks like Hannah walks up. I don't even know if either of them say anything. I think Hannah just stands there. Caleb sees Ren sitting on the couch. Caleb rolls his eyes and walks away. So there you go. Cut to school. Uh, Caleb gets a, uh, he guess he got a car from his ma. So he's driving a car now. He drove back from California here to Rosewood in this car. Spencer runs up to him and her first attempt is to say, hey, hey, Caleb, welcome back. Well, how do you hack passwords? And Caleb is like, I need more information. He needs to know which side it is. And so Spencer, very quickly, I believe it's two scenes later, basically just tells him everything. So uh, we're going to get to that in a moment. But we do cut to Emily and, and Arya talking about Ezra's mom. And it sounds like Arya is trying to dress up and be impressive to uh, Ezra's mom. Emily's like, this is a Spencer thing. And it's made clear that uh, Ezra's mom is very wealthy. And so uh, Arya's like, wait a minute. If his mom is so wealthy, why are we so worried about money? Why is money such a big issue with Ezra? Hmm. Got back to Spencer. Uh, I think they're just sitting outside of school at like a picnic table. So Spencer tells Caleb pretty much everything, at least up, uh, at least this part of it, the part of that he already knows, right? So she says to him, hey, uh, we know the site probably is Maya's. I'm going to give this, this information. And we're trying to determine like, is this legit? Is there anything in here that can help us? And Caleb was like, I'm in. Anything to do to crush the Mona monster is what he says. And so he's in. So he's going to help, I think, after school. Uh, he walks away, and Spencer gets an A text. Mona's almost gone. Hannah's next, dash A. We have a liar meeting at school outside, which is basically a recap of everything we all know so far as, as viewers. There is, this, there is this notion, it said often throughout this episode, I think it's a misdirect, but there's something about Mona has not been taking her meds and has been passing them to a visitor. So I think the show is trying to just say to me, the viewer, which I think is a misdirect. I think I'm going to I'm going to double bluff them here that Mona is not taking her medication, which is the same medication that is being passed to a visitor, i.e. Lucas. This is the same medication that was found in his film canister, which is the same medication that was put into the flask of Emily on the night of this whole grave incident. I believe that's what we're that's what they're leading me to. But I cannot imagine the level of medication that was given to Emily would be something Mona would be taking, but I don't know. Maybe. Mona does not have the same reaction to the medication, as far as I know, but I guess we'll find out. But that's what, that's what we're, that's the uh, layout I think we're trying to, I think the show is trying to lead me down. Um, so, that, so that's all. Everyone's on the same page there. Uh, we got to Spencer and Aria. So they come home. Uh, it looks like Aria's there to look at like Spencer clothing. They find that mom's briefcase is sitting there. And so, uh, <laughs> Spencer's like, let's look through the bag really quick. And Ari's like, is that a good idea? And Spencer's like, I can do this quick. So they, uh, she shouts out mom. Ma- mom is clearly not booked for this episode. So they are in the clear and they find a folder, the people versus Reynolds. And Spencer quickly starts taking photos of the papers and they're going to review it later on. Cut to Emily and Paige running. I guess they're running partners. I don't, I don't know if I, do I remember that? Anyway, 
They're running through the woods, and Flask Gate comes up again. Um, a lot is revealed here. Is it, is it here or is it later? No, it's not here. So Emily's like, look, I'm sorry again. You know, I gave you that flask. I want you to know I would never do that to you, et cetera, et cetera. And Paige starts freaking out. And she's like, when did this happen? And Emily tells her. And Paige is like, well, I got news for you. Guess what? You were with me part of that night. You were with me. And Emily's like, what? Cut to Arya and Spencer looking over the medical report and the autopsy, et cetera. Turns out Maya's trachea was crushed. And apparently Maya, according to this report, that she was in Emily's backyard and she was killed in Emily's backyard. I guess no one was in the house. Emily was still staying in Hannah's. Pam wasn't there. So she was just, I don't know, camping out or something back there. But she was that's where she was found. No property on the scene. So nothing of Maya's was found on her. So they suspect that whomever did this took whatever Maya had uh, with them. And then uh, there's a witness. So looking at the witnesses, right? There's a one witness, Bart Comstock that Spencer's mother has circled, like, we need to break this person because this will be our, this will be how I help Garrett. And so Arya's like, I got it. This is my part of the case. So she runs off and she's going to talk to Bart, I guess. Then we get the truth here. Emily and Paige. Paige says to Emily, at 11 p.m., I, I go outside my door. You're on my, you're on the steps. Uh, you look drunk. You came inside my house. I was holding you up and then you were holding me and then you kissed me. And Paige starts freaking out. She's like, I'm so sorry. I should have stopped you because that was wrong. You were intoxicated, but I let you I let you kiss me and I didn't stop it. So I will give the show a little credit here. It's, which actually very modern shows laugh about these kind of moments. I'm, I am glad. I'm not glad for Paige, but I am glad the show is like, hey, this situation where one person was intoxicated would be wrong for physical intimacy. And so Paige actually does recognize that. She says, that was wrong. I should have stopped you, but I didn't, et cetera, et cetera. And then she says, I went into the kitchen to get you a glass of water, and then you were gone when I came back. And Emily's like, why didn't you tell me this sooner? It's been, what, months? And Paige felt bad. She goes, I felt bad. I thought you were just drunk at the time, which I already felt bad about. And then when I found out the level of intoxication, you know, since I drank from this flask too, I felt even worse. And I, I put in my notes, uh, Paige took advantage of Emily. And at least there's acknowledgement of that. Cut to Radley, uh, Hannah, and Ren with three ends. Uh, Ren comes out of there and he's like, well, I tried my best. But they said, uh, nope, she's still getting moved. I think it's at this point where Ren's like, you know what? If you talk to them, maybe they would change their mind. So let's, uh, let's talk about this for a brief moment. So I need, to, I need to really organize my who's on what team thought here. So someone is trying to move Mona away from Rosewood. Now, this is not a coincidence. We all know this, right? One of the A-teams is trying to remove Mona from Rosewood, and another A-team is trying to keep her here. It's very clear to me that one of uh, Renwood 3 Ren's task as part of his A-team is to keep an eye on Mona and make sure she doesn't say anything. That's very clear to me. Lucas, I don't know what side he's on, but obviously he's in the middle of this too. The fact that he is recruiting Hannah to talk on Mona's behalf to keep her here tells me that Mona, whoever is looking after Mona on that team, is trying to move Mona away because either she is in danger and or she might say something. So that's the two sides we have here. So I don't understand... Yeah, I don't know who is on... I don't know who's running both teams, but at least I'm certain of that dynamic. I don't know where Lucas falls. I'm pretty sure Lucas is on Mona's team, but we'll get to that. Cut to Arya. She goes to a theater. I thought the theater was, like, closed, but I guess it just 
I guess it's just early. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. At any rate, uh, she goes in there, and we meet someone I know in real life, Ptolemy. I screamed Ptolemy, who turned out to be, of course, Bart Comstock. I'm going to try to get Ptolemy on this podcast, everybody. And we are going to have a thorough talk about Bart Comstock. Um, he was an improv teacher and coach of mine. I actually Have I actually performed with him? Yeah, I think I've actually done a few shows with him. So uh, that's not me name dropping. That's me saying uh, if, you've, if you've waited 10 years to hear the thoughts and, and backstory of Bart Comstock, well, this is even better than Jonah. I, I met Jonah a handful of times. Me and Bart, <laughs> me and Bart, me and Bart are buds. Uh, this might be the closest to me getting an actual guest from the show on this show. So stay tuned, folks. I'm very excited. I have no idea what the email is going to say to Ptolemy when I say, hey, do you want to talk about a character you did uh, 11 years ago for a few, a few episodes? Uh, but I think it might happen. Anyway, so we meet Bart and he's, uh, well, we'll get to Bart in a moment. So we cut to uh, Caleb and Spencer. They're doing some hacking. And uh turns out he has a new computer. He has some new clothes. And Spencer's like, wow, yeah, a lot of nice new stuff. And he's kind of dismissing it. He's kind of laughing about it. And something they're doing this episode, which they've been doing all season, I sense a little spark here with Spencer and Caleb. I could see it working out. I could see it. By accident, I paused uh, my HBO Max. And there's a, there's a moment where Spencer's touching Caleb's arm. I was like, ooh, what's this? Come back to Bart and Arya in the theater. And basically, she uh, Arya says to him, what did what did you see that night? And he said he, re- he remembered he remembered the gals, whatever that means. So I don't know if he had seen Emily and Maya there previously, but he said that night, the night that Maya was, quote, killed, end quote, um, he saw Maya get into the car with Garrett, the police officer. So he said that's what he saw from his theater he saw this uh so that's his that's why he is being called to the witness stand now of course that's about it for this episode for him we got we don't know yet what mom sees as the issue with his testimony but that's what uh that's his place in this situation got to back to caleb and spencer guess what caleb gets in through the back door and there's just a ton it's, it's, it looks like a uh an old MySpace profile. There's just like a ton of videos. Maya's reading some sort of novel or some quote. I didn't, maybe I should have researched it. I didn't instinctively see any uh, relevance, but but it is really Maya's site. So it's not a fake thing as far as they can tell. And then Maya says on the video, this site is cursed. And then she like falls down laughing. And for some reason, Spencer and Caleb are freaked out by that. Uh, we have uh, Arya and Spencer on the phone. Arya's getting the uh, details on this. You know, and she tells Spencer what uh, Bart Comstock knows. And then we uh, slowly move to Arya's point of view here at the Osgood Museum. So we're going to do this uh, date with Ezra and then meeting uh, Ezra's mom, I guess. So so they're at the museum, and it turns out, another secret revealed, Ezra's grandparents are someone named Lyle and Francis Springer, who own this museum, who are super, super, super wealthy. I wrote down guilty. I forgot why. Oh, yeah. He, Ezra says something about guilty, so I thought that was interesting. So he's been lying. I don't want to say he's been lying, but... He's been hiding his family history for a long time. Uh, Ezra left a lot of family money behind for, I guess, whatever whatever this is. Uh, they smooch, and we get a shot of mom spotting uh, the smooch. Come back to the boathouse. I guess Emily goes back there at night. Uh, Nate also shows up, kind of scares Emily because she wasn't expecting him. He's like, I wanted to see you tonight because you and, you and Maya were here. And then Emily says to Nate a, quote, hypothetical, do you do things when you don't know why you do them, which is, I said it awkwardly and showed it, so did she. Nate says, it's always you. 
He says, you could be drunk. You could be even in your dreams. Everything that you do from those, even those uh, distorted points of view is still you. And so that is real, which Emily's asking about her kissing page, right? Uh, but Nate doesn't know that, of course, and he takes off his coat and gives it to her like this is a Jane Austen novel, and she takes it. I think Nate, I think Nate still, still is into Emily. I don't know, folks. It sure looks like it. Cut to the Osgood, back to that. <laughs> this is the scene, folks, where this may not be the first time. I'm uh, sorry, this may not be, have been the first time. Probably won't be the last, or I am 100% on Diane's side here, and that is not what the show is intending. But she walks up to Arya and says, what do your parents think of Ezra? Which is very funny, of course. And then uh, mom starts to go through. It turns out she did did her research. She tells Arya, well, I heard your parents were divorced. That happened before or after they found out about you and Ezra. And she's like, your whole history is very easy to find out. Which again, unintentionally telling us this A stuff, very easy. You know, if Diane Fitzgerald was able to find out the entire sort of details of the Montgomery family, he doesn't have that much to do to do the same. So these secrets that everyone's hiding, very easy to find. Anyway, she says, your brother's arrest record. Uh, you know, you and Ezra, your parents divorced. Cracks and strains, she says. And then she says very directly to Arya, I'm not going to let you ruin him. You're the one that has done all of this. You lost his, he left Rosewood because of you, lost a job at Halsa because of you. And then she says to Arya, everyone has motives. And Arya the whole time is like, bah, 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 bah. and it's made, made very clearly said, although not literally said, Diane will pay Arya to walk away from this relationship. We don't know how much. It wasn't discussed because that's when Arya storms out. But uh, Diane says, I'll, I'm, basically she says, I'm going to give you some money if you leave Ezra. And I wrote in my notes, take the cash. What are we doing, Arya? But of course, true love wins, right? And Diane's the villain here. And then uh, Ezra... This is like a commercial break, so but if this were on regular TV, but just right into Ezra walking up to his mother, what'd you say to her? You were talking to Arya, and then she ran away. And Diane's like, <laughs> "Is it past her bedtime?" Which I admit is a little, is a little mean, but we know what she's getting at, of course. And then so Ezra's like, "You understand? You now you know why no one likes you." And I just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, audience. I cannot side with Ezra and Arya on this. Yes, was Diane a little mean about it? Absolutely. Is her interest probably more self-centered? Probably in the family reputation that we have her son dating a high school girl? Yeah, that's probably a self-interest in, in maintaining that situation. Uh, but still, she's not wrong. This is, this is bad. This is bad. Mom's trying to save her son from prison. And yeah, giving Arya money to make her go away, not the best way to handle it, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, how, how, can I, how can I falter? This is, this is bad. And Diane, in her way, is trying to save the situation from the two of them. Well, of course, that's not going to happen. Cut to Hannah talking to the board. And of course, uh, I don't want to say it's cliche, but she's reading off her note cards. It's very awkward. And finally, she puts down the note cards and we get the heartfelt, the heartfelt plea to the board, which I, <laughs> Hannah does love Mona. That is no doubt in my brain. And I do think Mona cares a lot for Hannah. The actual reason here is a little... She says, Mona made sure we didn't disappear. Basically saying, we were not popular before, and thanks to Mona, we are? Kind of? But I think the spirit of the speech here is that she is her friend, and she won't know anyone in Saratoga. She's here in Rosewood. You know, Hannah could be there for her as her support system. 
And then she says something, a brown rat's ass, which was so specific of a thing to say. It really stuck out to me. And even Ren kind of wrinkled his brow. Why is he sitting in there? I don't know. So the board has no lines. They just kind of, they actually don't even move. I wasn't even sure they were alive. There's just three dudes sitting there staring blankly at Hannah. And then uh, then she leaves. Cut to Paige and Emily at the pool. Emily comes back. And I guess she talked to Nate and had the realization. Uh, Paige, again, this is the second person this episode. She goes, if I find out who did this to you, Emily, I'm going to kill them. So she's, she's another person who wants to be violent. And then, of course, Emily's like, thought about it, and let's smooch. And so they started kissing. So we called it uh, a few episodes back. The show was leading us here for a long time. We have Arya and Ezra, a relationship I would like to see no more. And of anybody Emily is interested in, anybody Emily is interested in, the last person should be Paige. Now, I don't want to try to negate Emily's feelings here. But as a viewer, I would be like, Emily, this person tried to drown you. What are we doing? What are we doing? <sighs> but, you know, I guess we just got to roll with it. Uh, cut to Arya and Byron. So Arya ran home. She's just kind of upset. And she says to her dad, I can't believe this. Is, I can't believe she says this to him. But she says, did I ruin Ezra's life? Now, Byron could have gone all in here. Uh, I think rightly so. He says he feels Ezra ruined Arya's life. Uh, but he does in the moment say, you can never do that. You would only bring joy to people's lives. She starts crying and they hug. I hope to God this isn't Byron coming around on Ezra. My God. But it is a father-daughter moment. They've been pretty divided up until this point. So I guess there's, I guess that's something. We're almost done here. Hannah and Ren with three ends. Ren comes out. Big surprise. Mona is staying. Thanks to that talk. They're going to delay the transfer. It's not done. It's not gone forever. It's at least delayed. And then Hannah kisses Ren. What the fuck? Uh, they don't really acknowledge it. Ren does kind of go, oh, I didn't think. Uh. Um, but yeah, that, that happens. Another stolen kiss. And then she gets a text from uh, the Team Liars regroup time. And it's important to note that uh, for this final scene, Emily's not here. So the other three liars are watching. There's a, just a ton of videos on the website. They're going through videos. Some seem to be a little more private than others. Uh, they finally land on one final video. And it's Maya in the street. She's wearing that hat of hers. And she says, I got to face my fears. And uh, we cut to Emily and Paige swimming in her pool. I guess that's, you know, how they relate. So <laughs> they're swimming in her pool. So she's not there. And they're like, Emily has to see this. And what we see in the video is Maya saying this thing about facing her fears. You know, some, there's something that she knows. And then we see police car headlights. So it does track with what we know from Bart Comstock. But we don't know actually who is behind the wheel of said police car. And then for our post-credit sequence, back to what the fuck for these. Someone in gloves getting a whole bunch of cash. It looked like, it looked like, I don't know exactly. It looked like someone was getting $300,000 worth of cash. That's what it looked like. I'm sure we'll get an official figure someday soon. So what do we what do we think, folks? The mixing and matching of the relationships, which, you know, usually I don't focus too much on my show, but it is clear they're trying to insert drama, you know, with, with mixing and matching here. We have Hannah and Ren flirting, and then we're flipping it with Spencer and Caleb kind of flirting. I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. We do not like Arya and Ezra together. We do not like Emily and Paige together, so... It is just a shit show of uh, romance here on the show, which I guess, you know, it's a TV show. We can't have them just be in good relationships for seven seasons. So, yeah. So there we go. Um, so that's happening. 
Bart Comstock. I'm sure we're going to see more of him. We'll see what's going on. I'm guessing what we're, what's going to happen is it's not going to be Garrett in the police car. Who the hell is in that police car and not Garrett? I have no idea, but I'm assuming that's where we're headed. That's going to be the big reveal there. And then the teams, the, the A teams. So in aligning my teams, yeah, I don't know who's on what team. Because I do think one team of A's is Ian, Melissa, and Ren, right? I think they're a team. I think another team is Mona, Wilden, and I guess Lucas on Team Allison. Jenna, I think, is on Team Ian, but she kind of is her own team. Garrett was on Team Jenna and was kicked off. Noel Khan, I have no idea what team he's on. Uh, I think he's just doing his own thing. And Meredith is just, I think Meredith is taking advantage of the A network. So I don't think she's really interested in this Allison stuff. I think she just likes to mess with the Montgomery's for some whatever reason. So the last thing I want to uh, think about here is why, why this Mona shift? What does Mona know that Ren needs to know? Because Ren can't apparently follow Mona to Saratoga. So what does Ren need from Mona? Aside from just keeping an eye on her, well, she knows the identity of the person who put her up to this. And I think, this is my prediction, I think Ren with three ends is on the team that dug up the grave, you know, did all that stuff. And because Allison contacted Mona, he is trying to find Allison. And so he's staying close to Spencer. And then I guess now he's staying close to Hannah. He definitely was trying to earn her trust this episode, Hannah's trust. And I think uh, he's trying to find where is Allison. And in fact, I think a lot of the stuff this se- I said it last episode, I think he is trying to get to Allison because to go back to an old theory of mine, I think potentially when Ian and Melissa thought they killed Allison, right? Because they did something, Melissa lost control. She hit Allison. She's like, oh shit, we killed her. And then they dug her, They you know they buried her. I do think... Uh, Ren with three ends was involved in that somehow, whether he, you know, faked the report or that uh, Allison went to him for medical attention. Of course, if that were the case, he would already know that she is alive. So I, I think I have to revise that theory. I think he definitely uh, helped forge the report and made it seem like, yes, indeed, she's dead, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Maybe people are double agents. Now I'm getting confused because then Wilden, I think, helped cover up Allison's fake death. But they would, those two would have to communicate. We know for sure Wilden and Garrett are not on the same team. That is very clear, too. Uh, but I think there's people playing for more than one team. I think Lucas is being bounced around. I think he, I think he's helping Mona, but also helping, you know, he was helping Noel. Oh, boy, it's confusing, isn't it? My brain's hurting. So I think that's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, I've been Chris. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. at McGoogs, occasionally Trichy can Mac to the gal. I'm going to have like a Halloween stream on Halloween. It'll be... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I committed to doing a 12-hour stream. That's a long time to be sitting in a chair. But uh, I said it, so I'm going to do it. But feel free to pop in and say hi. Uh, Mac to the gow, G-O-W. Spooky games. Probably not a lot of PLL talk, I'll be honest. But if you if you come and chat and mention PLL Liars, just don't spoil it for me. We'll talk about it. Well, if we can. I'll probably be playing a game that's making me scared. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I've said way too much as it is. Yeah.